Genesis chapter 9, God's covenant with humankind through Noah. Then God blessed Noah and his sons and said to them, Be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth. Every living creature of the earth and every bird of the sky will be terrified of you. Everything that creeps on the ground and all the fish of the sea are under your authority. You may eat any moving thing that lives. As I give you the green plants, I now give you everything. But you must not eat meat with its life, that is its blood, in it. For your lifeblood I will surely exact punishment. From every living creature I will exact punishment. From each person I will exact punishment for the life of the individual since the man was his relative. Whoever sheds human blood by other humans must his blood be shed. For in God's image God has made humankind. But as for you, be fruitful and multiply. Increase abundantly on the earth and multiply on it. God said to Noah and his sons, Look, I now confirm confirm my covenant with you and your descendants after you, and with every living creature that is with you, including the birds, the domestic animals, and every living creature of the earth with you, all those that came out of the ark with you, every living creature of the earth. I confirm my covenant with you, Never again will all living things be wiped out by the waters of a flood. Never again will a flood destroy the earth. And God said, This is my, the guarantee of the covenant I am making with you and every living creature with you, a covenant for all subsequent generations. I will place my rainbow in the clouds, and it will become a guarantee of the covenant between me and earth. Whenever I bring clouds over the earth and the rainbow appears in the clouds, then I remember my covenant with you and with all living creatures of all kinds. Never again will the waters become a flood and destroy all living things. When the rainbow is in the clouds, I will notice it and remember the perpetual covenant between God and all living creatures of all kinds that are on the earth. So God said to Noah, This is the guarantee of the covenant that I am confirming between me and all living things that are on the earth. The Curse of Canaan The sons of Noah who came out of the ark were Shem, Ham and Japheth. Now Ham was the father of Canaan. These were the three sons of Noah, and from them the whole earth was populated. Noah, a man of the soil, began to plant a vineyard. When he drank some of the wine he got drunk and uncovered himself inside his tent. Ham, the father of Canaan, saw his father's nakedness and told his two brothers who were outside. Shem and Japheth took a garment and placed it on their shoulders. Then they walked in backwards and covered up their father's nakedness. Their faces were turned the other way so that they did not see their father's nakedness. When Noah awoke from his drunken stupor, he learned what the youngest son had done to him. So he said, Cursed be Canaan, the lowest of slaves. He will be to his brothers. He also said, Worthy of praise is the Lord, the God of Shem. My Canaan be the slave of Jem. May God enlarge Japheth's territory and numbers. May he live in the tents of Shem. And may Canaan be the slave of Japheth. After the flood, Noah lived 350 years. The entire lifetime of Noah was 950 years. And then he died. Genesis chapter 10, the table of nations. 
This is the account of Noah's sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Sons were born to them after the flood. The sons of Japheth were Gomer, Magog, Madai, Javan, Tubal, Meshech, and Tiras. The sons of Gomer were Ashkenaz, Ripath, and Togamar. The sons of Javan were Elishar, Tarshish, and Kiltam, and the Dodarmin. From these, the coastlands of the nations were separated into their lands, every one of its language according to their families by the nations. The sons of Ham were Cush, Mizraim, Put, and Canaan. The sons of Cush were Shiva, Havilah, Sabtar, Rama, and Sabetaka. The sons of Rama were Sheba and Dedan. Cush was the father of Nimrod. He became a valiant warrior on the earth. He was a mighty hunter before the Lord. That is why it is said, like Nimrod, a mighty hunter before the Lord. The primary regents of his kingdom were Babel, Erech, Akkad, and Kalneth in the lands of Shinar. From that land he went to Assyria, where he built Nineveh, Rehoboth, Kala, and Rezin, which is between Nineveh and the great city of Kala. Misriam was the father of Ludites, Anamites, Leabites, Nephutites, Pathrusites, Kalashites, from whom the Philistines came, and Kaphtarites. Canaan was the father of Sidon, his firstborn, Heth, the Jesuites, Amorites, Girgashites, Hivites, Archites, Sinites, Ardavites, Zemorites, and Hathalamites. Eventually, the family of the Canaanites was scattered, and the borders of Canaan extended from Sidon all the way to Gerar as far as Gaza, and from all the way to Sodom, Gomorrah, Admar, and Zeboim as far as Lasha. These are the sons of Ham according to their families, according to their languages, by their lands, and by their nations. And sons were born to Shem, the older brother of Japheth, and the father of all the sons of Eber. The sons of Shem were Elam, Asher, Aphaxad, Lud, and Aram. The sons of Aram were Uz, Hul, Gether, and Mash. Aphaxad was the father of Shelah, and Shelah was the father of Eber. Two sons were born to Eber. One was named Peleg, because in his days the earth was divided, and his brother's name was Joktan. Joktan was the father of Almodad, Shelephar, Hazaramapheth, Jerah, Hadaram, Uzal, Diklar, Obal, Abimal, Sheba, Opia, Havilah, and Jobab. All these were sons of Joktan. Their dwelling place was from Mesha all the way to Sephar in the eastern hills. There are the sons of Shem according to their families, according to their languages, by their lands, and according to their nations. These are the families of the sons of Noah, according to their genealogies, by their nations, and from these nations spread over the earth after the flood. Genesis chapter 11. The dispersion of the nations at Babel. The whole earth had a common language and a common vocabulary. When the people moved eastward, they found a plain in Shinar and settled there. Then they said to one another, Come, let's make bricks and bake them thoroughly. 
They had brick instead of stone and tar instead of mortar. Then they said, come, let's build ourselves a city and a tower with its top in the heavens so that we may make a name for ourselves. Otherwise we will be scattered across the face of the entire earth. But the Lord came down to see the city and the tower that the people had started building. And the Lord said, If as one people all sharing a common language, they have begun to do this, then nothing they plan to do will be beyond them. Come, let's go down and confuse their language so they won't be able to understand each other. So the Lord scattered them from there across the face of the entire earth and they stopped building the city. That is why its name was called Babel, because there the Lord confused the language of the entire world, and from there the Lord scattered them across the face of the entire earth. The Genealogy of Shem This is the account of Shem. Shem was 100 years old when he became the father of Arpaxad, two years after the flood. And after becoming father of Arpaxad, Shem lived 500 years and had other sons and daughters. When Arpaxad had lived 35 years, he became the father of Shelah. And after he became the father of Shelah, Arpaxad lived 403 years and had other sons and daughters. When Shelah had lived 30 years, he became the father of Eber. And after he became the father of Eber, Shelah lived 403 years and had other sons and daughters. When Eber had lived 34 years, he became the father of Peleg. And after he became the father of Peleg, Eber lived 430 years and had other sons and daughters. When Peleg had lived 30 years, he became the father of Ru. And after he became the father of Ru, Peleg lived 209 years and had other sons and daughters. When Ru had lived 32 years, he became the father of Serug. And after he had become the father of Serug, Ru lived 207 years and had other sons and daughters. When Serug had lived 30 years, he became the father of Nahor. And after he became the father of Nahor, Serug lived 200 years and had other sons and daughters. When Nahor had lived 29 years, he became the father of Terah. And after he became the father of Terah, Nahor lived 119 years and had other sons and daughters. When Terah was 70 years old, he became the father of Abram, Nahor, and Haran. The record of Terah. This is the account of Terah. Terah became father of Abram, Nahor, and Haran. And Haran became the father of Lot. Haran died in the land of his birth, in Ur of the Chaldeans, while his father Terah was still alive. And Abram and Nahor took the wives for themselves. The name of Abram's wife was Sarai, and the name of Nahor's wife was Milcah. She was the daughter of Haran, who was the father of both Milcah and Iskar. But Sarai was barren, and she had no children. Terah took the son, his son Abram, his grandson Lot, the son of Haran, and his daughter-in-law Sarai, his son Abram's wife, and with them set out from Ur of the Chaldeans to go to Canaan. When they came to Haran, they settled there. The lifetime of Terah was 205 years. He died in Haran. Mark chapter 4, the parable of the sower. Again he began to teach by the lake. Such a large cow gathered around him that he got into a boat 
on the lake and sat there while the whole crowd was on the shore of the lake. He taught them many things in parables, and in his teaching said to them, Listen, a sower went out to sow, and as he sowed, some of the seed fell along the path, and the birds came and devoured it. The seed fell on rocky ground where it did not have much soil. It sprang up at once because the soil was not deep. When the sun came up, it was scorched, and because it did not have sufficient root, it withered. Other seed fell among the thorns, and they grew up and choked it, and it did not produce grain. But before, but other seed fell on good soil and produced grain, sprouting and growing. Some yielded thirty times as much, some sixty and some a hundred times. And he said, whoever has ears to hear had better listen. The purpose of parables. When he was alone, those around him with the twelve asked him about the parables. He said to them, the secret of the kingdom of God has been given to you. But to those outside, everything is in parables. So that although they look, they may not see. And although they hear, they may not hear, but not understand. So they may not repeat and be forgiven. And he said to them, don't you understand this parable? Then how will you understand any parable? The sower sows the word. These are the ones on the path where the word is sown. Whenever they hear, immediately Satan comes and snatches the word that was sown in them. They, there are the ones sown in rocky ground. As soon as they hear the word, they receive it with joy, but they have no root in themselves and do not endure. Then when trouble or persecution comes because of the word, immediately they fall away. Others are the ones sown among thorns. They are those who hear the word, but worldly cares, the seductiveness of wealth, and the desire for others come in and choke the word, and it produces nothing. But these are the ones sown on good soil. They hear the word and receive it and bear fruit, one thirty times as much, one sixty, and one a hundred. The Parable of the Lamp he also said to them, a lamp isn't brought to be put under a basket or under a bed, is it? Isn't it to be placed on a lampstand? For nothing is hidden except to be revealed, and nothing concealed except to be brought to light. If anyone has ears, hear, he had better listen. And he said to them, take care about what you hear. The measure you use will be the measure you receive, and the more will be added to you. For whoever has, has will be given more, but whoever does not have, even what he has will be taken away from him. The Parable of the Growing Seed He also said the kingdom of God is like someone who spreads seed on the ground. He goes to sleep and gets up night and day, and the seed sprouts and grows, although he does not know how. By itself the soil produces a crop. First a stalk, then a head, then the full grain of the head. And when the grain is ripe, he sends in a sickle because the harvest has come. The parable of the mustard seed. He also asked, to what can we compare the kingdom of God? Or what parable can we use to present it? It is like a mustard seed 
that when grown, sown in the ground, even though it is the smallest of all seeds in the ground, when it is grown, it grows up, becomes the greatest of all garden plants and grows large branches so that the wild birds can nest in the shade. The use of parables. So with many parables like these, he spoke the word to them as they were able to hear. He did not speak to them without a parable, but privately he explained everything to his own disciples. Stilling the psalm. On that day, when evening came, Jesus said to his disciples, Let's go across to the other side of the lake. So after leaving the crowd, they took him along, just as he was in the boat, and the other boats were with him. Now a great windstorm developed, and the waves were breaking into the boat, so that the boat was nearly swamped. But he was in the stern, sleeping on a cushion. They woke him up and said to him, Teacher, don't you care that we are about to die? So he got up and rebuked the wind and the said to the sea, Be quiet, calm down. Then the wind stopped, and it was dead calm. And he said to them, Why are you cowardly? Do you still not have faith? They were overwhelmed by fear and said to one another, What then is this? Even the wind and sea obey him. <clears throat> 